What the? F- you are locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today is Thursday, June 16th, 2022. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. Okay. Well, that was fun. That was a doozy, wasn't it? Absolute, just just super, super fun and, and, and exciting and just awesome to watch baseball, wasn't it? The Detroit Tigers lose 13 to nothing in what is un, undoubtedly, undubitably the, the low point of the season. I, I, I can't imagine that I am going to be jumping for joy too much this episode i i think this is gonna be pretty uh i don't know somber um there you go that that little uh for me right there that that's your show pretty much where do you even go from here what do you even do I I feel so many emotions, and they all just exhaust me. I've gone through the, you know, during the game was the anger, and then after the game was was just kind of sad. And then they they did a players-only meeting, and apparently it didn't get, quote-unquote, that heated. Probably should have been. And now we're here. And it's it's just I'm just exhausted and and sad. I'm just tired. That's pretty much what it what it comes down to at this point. I I don't really know. I don't really know. What do you do? You just got absolutely embarrassed. You had a position player on the mound. In the seventh inning, the seventh inning, you used three position players in one Major League Baseball game. First off, you, you couldn't have paid me to go to this game. I, I, I like Fiedo. I love watching him pitch. Obviously, we'll get to it. Today wasn't great. Yesterday wasn't great as you're listening to this. Um. But I, I, I just, it, it was 100 degrees, 102 degrees in a day game, and we got pumped. They put in a position player. Here's my thing. I, I, I have to watch the whole game. I do. And, and, and 99.9% of the time, I, I, will, I will, no matter what the score, no matter anything, I just love the game of baseball and I just love the Detroit Tigers. And I, I will watch every game to completion, whether this is 
my my occupation or not, right? When you put a position player on the mound, that that's a that's you're waving a white flag. You you don't want to play the rest of this game. No, no, nobody wants to play the rest of this game. It's a fun thing we can chuckle at. If you're winning and you do it, that's one thing. That's just a power move at that point. But if you're losing and and you're putting in a position player in the seventh inning, the seventh, a third of the game is left. A third of the game is remaining. A third. Golly. And, And like, this isn't frustration on the decision to go to a position player in the seventh just off of strategy because like it it, was the game was over this is frustration of the game being done with a third of the game left i i i i just i don't know where to go from here as an organization it's so embarrassing i'm sure the players are embarrassed too but i this is, this is, I, as a person in my position with, with this show and the platform I have, I am embarrassed to have had faith in this team. Legitimately embarrassed to have ever said that this year c- could have been different than, than the way it is right now. That is in an, an embarrassing take that I had. It's it's inexcusable. There's no oh, just wait. We we now have less than a hundred games left. I'm pretty sure today was a hundred games left in the season. So tomorrow we'll have ninety nine games left in the season. Just wait for what? We're almost at the all star break. No more just waiting. Oh, well, well, and this is all stuff I said. This is me. This is, these are my quotes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling out anyone else, but, but myself for feeling this way. It, it was, oh, you know, it's April in Michigan. You'll get a little warmer out. Bats will start heating up. It was 102 degrees today. It was like 106 on the field. We got shut out. How many hits did we have? At one point, it was three. Oh, we ended with four. Thank goodness. I was scared. Four hits, no walks. You had four base runners. And here's the big shocker. All four were singles. There you go. Oh, the bats will heat up, you know, that, that, that ball's gone in June. No, it's not. Because it was 106 on the field today. So, no, it, it, that ball's not gone in June. Because here we are. <sighs> it's just sad, man. It's just sad. We, you, you you finally have an off season where you bring in talent, you spend money. Stupid people like me get excited about it, and 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 we tell 
our uh, the platform that we have. We tell all the people that listen and, and, and follow us, right, that you should be excited about it. And then this happens. You get to, to over a third of the way through the season, and you have three or four of the worst hitters in baseball all in your everyday lineup. It's 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 Yohan Moncada who also took you yard today and, and had a few hits in this series. It's Moncada and then the Tigers lineup. That's literally like the worst hitters in baseball list. F war or or WRC plus or OPS, whatever you want to use. It, it it's Yon Moncada and 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 Detroit. There's your like bottom five, bottom six hitters in the sport of baseball. All right. We will get to the game at some point, but we will keep talking about the status of the season because I, I don't know how much you want me to talk about a 13 and nothing loss. I don't know if you want to hear it. And honestly, I'm not sure really what there is to break down, but we're going to try. We are going to try right after these messages. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. Uh, I do have an important favor to ask you all. We've been talking about it before. We're going to continue to ask you uh, to take that survey. Locked On's having a survey uh, where we want to learn more about listeners like you and learn what makes your favorite Locked On podcasts good and and what you like about them, and we want to make them even better. So this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. You can go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everybody that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So take our audience survey at LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you all for your help. Okay. Segment two, Tigers just lost 13 to nothing to the Chicago White Sox in a series finale game. Uh, the mantra after, yes, at the end of yesterday's episode was just don't get swept. And you got swept gloriously. Just, just beautifully. Like, like you've never been swept before. That's not even true, sadly. 13 to nothing, just a route. Um, I, I mean, I guess we can talk performances. There wasn't any on offense. Victor Reyes got another hit. That's pretty par for the course. That's why he Victor Reyes is your leadoff hitter. Six years into a rebuild. Victor Reyes is your leadoff hitter. And 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 should be. It's not even like a slight. Like that you're, you're in year seven of a rebuild, and Victor Reyes should be your leadoff hitter. Um, Harold Ofer, Miggy gets a knock. Robbie Grossman pinch hit at the end. He, uh, I think flew out. Austin Meadows gets a hit. Nice little, uh, hard hit ball to right field. Still only a single Tucker Barnhart pitched and hit, uh, flew out in his hitting appearance. I think give a, gave a one run in the, uh, on the bump. Uh, I'm not breaking down position players hitting, 
position players hitting. Position players pitching, rather. Jonathan Scope with a hit. It looked like we might have scored, and then reality set in. Um, But, yeah, it was was Meadows and and Scope back-to-back there with a couple of hard-hit singles. Um, But then, you know, we just go back to how we've always been. Willie Castro, 0 for Spencer Torkelson, 0 for Eric Haas, 0 for. So, like this, listen to these OPSs, okay? One and two, you have Victor Reyes at 811 and Harold Castro at 772. Then you have Miguel Cabrera, 697. Robbie Grossman, 539. Austin Meadows, 675. Tucker Barnhart, 541. Jonathan Scope, 537. Willie Castro, 617. Spencer Torkelson, 564. Eric Haas, 526. Um, And then Cody Clemens, who went over in this one as well. Uh, He, what, has two, three major league hits? He's got like a 220 OPS. So um, very small sample size there, I guess. But there you go. There's your offense. The least powerful offense of like the entire modern era. Uh, we are double digit home runs away from the team with the 29th most home runs in the game of baseball so far this entire season. We are like double digit high. I think we might even be 15 at this point. I guess that it depends on what happens. Uh, I'm recording this before the night games on Wednesday. Um, but it's 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 around 15 home runs just to get to 29th that's how far away you are we're in dead last in pretty much every offensive statistic you can dream of um old school new school power no power doesn't matter we're we're pretty much 30th across the board and yeah when it comes to run totals as we kind of insinuated yesterday we have a run total uh, that is on pace to be one of the worst in the history of this 120-ish year organization and uh, has the potential to be worse, has the potential to be comfortably worse than two seasons in which you lost 114 and 119 games. Now, the offense, there you go. We're done with the offense. The pitching... The last week ha- has not been great. Uh, I guess a little bit less than week. Has not been great either. And that's where it's you start getting really, really scared. That's where this becomes really, really scary for the remainder of the season. Because the pitching is the only thing that's been keeping your head even remotely I guess you'd say above water. Not really. You're more than 10 games under 500. But the only thing preventing you from being comfortably the worst team in the game of baseball at this moment is the pitching. And you just lost to the White Sox in a series in which games two and three, you scored one total run on offense. And in games two and three, you gave up 18 runs of total offense, not to mention the fact if you just did the aggregate of the entire series, you would have lost 6 to 27. 6 to 27. That's followed by a Blue Jays series and went in which the aggregate across all three games was 14 
to five. No, that's not even right. It's worst. 17 to four. Sorry, I added the Pittsburgh game in there of the last game of the Pittsburgh series. So 27 to six for this series, this White Sox series. And then, yeah, 17 to four in the Toronto series. Then a two game set against Pittsburgh, you take both, then you go back to the Yankees series in a series in which in a three-game set, you lost in aggregate uh, 16, that's 21 to 4. So those are your last three three three-game series. Those are the aggregate scores across all three. Elvin Rodriguez is single-handedly responsible for like 18 of those runs, uh, but in two of those individual games that, that I've mentioned in those last three series, he's been sent down. Um, and so that's not really a thing anymore. You just gave up 13 runs. You have Alex Fiedo and look, I, I love Alex Fiedo and I I'm really excited about the future. I think he has shown flashes of, of brilliance. Um, but this is kind of what's expected for a rookie pitcher with a team that doesn't give him any run support. It was bound to happen. This White Sox team has been has been really, really struggling to their standards as well. And you just got absolutely obliterated by them in three consecutive games. Nine to five, five to one, 13 nothing. Here we are, heading into Texas. Well, we're staying in Comerica, but heading into a Texas series. It's unbelievable. Got a lot more revolving around the team. Uh, I I guess we can kind of talk about Fiedo if you want. Do you even want to talk about Fiedo? Like genuinely, is that even something that we want to cover? We do we even? He went three innings, gave up nine hits, seven earned runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. Uh, my analysis of, of this one is that his fastball command was comfortably the worst we've ever seen at at the major league level, and like that's not breaking news to anybody. Everybody watched him. I just read you his final line. Clearly, something wasn't right. Uh, the fastball command was was nothing short of atrocious, and I don't think it's I don't think this is some demoralizing like oh Alex Fiedo is not going to be a good major league pitcher anymore kind of a start. I, I'm not, I don't think it's anything like that. It's one start at the end of the day for him, uh, but it, it's discouraging because this has been the entire season for the offense and the better part of the last week for the pitching now. And the pitching was the only thing keeping us together, man. And now here we are. Alex Fido did have 10 whiffs. I guess you can kind of hang your head on that in three innings. That's not bad. Five strikeouts in three innings is a pretty damn good number, to be honest with you. But just no command. And he only had one walk. It's just the, the command led to him. either It was either right down the middle or like two feet out of the strike zone. On every fastball. Pretty much a two-pitch pitcher as well. The changeup command was not very good. Did not throw it very often. 
the slider was was relatively effective, I guess. But at, at the end of the day, this is just this was just really brutal fastball command. Average exit velocity on the fastball. Average was 98 miles an hour. Seven balls put in play. Average exit velocity was 98. The softest ball put in play off of the fastball was 92. Just not fooling anybody. Not fooling anybody. So there's your Fido breakdown really quick. And I, I don't even want to do anybody else. I'm not doing the position players. It's not happening. I We're not going to pretend like they're pitchers. That's just embarrassing that we had to have the entire last third of the game was position players on the mound. Uh, Joe Jimenez, that's two outings in a row. He didn't look very good. Alex Lang, no command to speak of whatsoever. He did not look very good. Uh, Jason Foley, didn't think the command was very good for him either, but he threw a lot of the sinker, and uh, it, it, it kept his head, I guess, barely above water, kind of. So there you go. Didn't get a, Didn't have any runs charged against him. There's, there's your breakdown. Let's get into everything else that's surrounded this game uh, and what this means for the season and everything more to kind of a general discussion here. I'm sorry that your breakdown is, is only one segment, but it, it's a 13 to nothing game. I don't know what else you want to hear, really. So we'll get back into it. We'll pick up where we left off right after I tell y'all about our friends over at LinkedIn. I've been telling you guys about it for a while. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. You can then add your job to the purple hire and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools screening, questioning, et cetera, make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. That's why small business rates LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Well, now you do. That's a lot of people. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Also got to tell y'all about built bar. They just sent uh, the host this mud pie built bar. I've been telling you guys about it is, it is unbelievable. It's, it's so good. It's so good. They gave us one that was like an actual bar. And then one of the puff mud pie bars and both of them, I, I inhaled uh, everything they sent me. I finished in a day. So that's really all you need to know about it. Uh, lots of chocolate. They come out with new amazing flavors all the time. They've outdone themselves with this one, to say the least. It's 100% real chocolate. It's topped with cookies and cream crumble. Uh, you have to try it as soon as possible. I'm not kidding. It, it, it'll change you. It, it'll actually change you. Um, it's, it's good for you, too. And that's the real kicker with all of these. It, it's actually really good for you low calories high protein low sugar 16 grams of protein only 150 calories only eight grams of sugar it's like your mom baked the most delicious creamy chocolate mud pie and then wrapped it up just for you and it and it's incredible for you as well the mud pie bars and puffs are available at built.com right now 
but they're going fast because they're delicious. So be sure to get to the website and order quickly. You can go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off of your order. It's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for our third and final segment. Man, with that LinkedIn thing, I always screw up at the exact same spot, too. Like, it's not even like, oh, I screw up the LinkedIn thing every time. It is literally the exact same sentence. Every It's it's the hiring part. I always say, and hiring, and I'm, I'm not supposed to. I don't know why. Like, it, it's a it's a great website and a great tool that, that I have used, my families, my friends have used, and I just screw up that sentence every single time. Dang it. Okay. The Detroit Tigers. That's what we're talking about. So, here's the thing. Um, so, something needs to happen. They they had a players-only meeting after this game. Uh, like I said earlier, Eric Haas was kind of like the spokesperson afterwards, like the, the person that was given all the quotes about the players-only meeting. Um he basically said no one goes out there and, and or likes going out there and just getting destroyed every game. Uh, he said that they feel like they're a better team. Uh, he mentioned that the pitching has been the only reason that I think he did use the term analogy, keep kept our heads above water um, and came out and said, you know, we're, we're not scoring runs. We've given them no help. And now that they're not going out there and, given us three or less against us every night. Uh, we're, we're really hosed more than we already were because we literally can't hit. Um, I One of the quotes in here is actually crazy. He says, oh, here it is. Our pitching was kind of the only thing keeping us afloat, but we've taxed those guys tremendously. Not being able to hit the baseball, they kind of took the brunt of it. No kidding, right? Fairly obvious stuff, not any groundbreaking stuff, but uh, it lasted a while. If that makes you feel better, it lasted a, it lasted a while. I mean, it, it, 20, 30 minutes it lasted, I guess. It's it's not. And somebody said, I, I think it was Haas as well, said that it, it wasn't like heated and nobody was, was getting super mad in each other's face. Look. I don't want to speak for, for an entire fan base because this fan base is certainly a lot bigger than me. But but I have to imagine that a lot more people actually would have preferred if he came out and said, yeah, people were pissed and screaming at each other. I think that might have made more people happy than, oh, yeah, like it wasn't that heated. We just wanted to talk. Now, that could also just be like, hey, we don't want people to know we're screaming at each other. And they might have actually... But for almost 30 minutes after the game, no press or anybody was allowed into the room. It was a players only. No management was involved either. Players only meeting. Um, We've seen players only meetings from from a few different teams. The Braves did one and then turned their season around, railed off a lot of wins. Uh, Then we have the Miami Marlins who did one because apparently the old players on the team didn't like like Jazz, Jazz Chisholm's flair, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, and Jazz has been on an absolute tear ever since that meeting. <laughs> he already was before the meeting too, uh, but but even more so after. Um, so, so we've seen some before and after stuff with those players-only meetings, but I, I got to be honest with you, it's I'm not encouraged. 
not encouraged by too terribly much going on. And then on top of this, we, we have, you know, everybody after every loss, everybody has to go, oh, well, Hinch is opting out, and that's looming over everybody's head. Uh, and then now we have Fetter on top of that, and, and I love Chris Fetter. And he is, uh, for my money, the best pitching coach in the game of baseball. Now we have rumors that he might be leaving or, or, or might be looking at going back to Michigan. And then the Erod stuff just happened, and we already have half of our roster on the IL. It's just so demoralizing. All of it's just so demoralizing. I'm very exhausted, as I'm sure all of you are too. So where do you go from here? That's kind of the only question left. I think we can all agree that at this point in the season, this is rock bottom. If it gets worse than this, then then that'll be the new rock bottom, and and I'm we'll have another somber, sad episode where we barely talk about the game that was even played. But as of June sixteenth, this is rock bottom. And where do you go from rock bottom? The only way to go is up. Clearly, you've never watched the Detroit Tigers because that's not always true. Uh, do you fire cool ball? Here's my thing. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with firing cool ball. I don't think anyone should be pounding their fists on the table, trying to, trying to guarantee that that dude keeps his job. But at the same time, I I don't, I'm not of the belief that that firing is really going to change too terribly much. I think it's really just a, a, a sacrificial kind of a thing just to, just to make fans think you care. And maybe you do care. Maybe, maybe that's a sign that you do care. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not maybe it's it's not that uh like twisted and, and not that much of a big brain thing, but um I, I don't know. I, I like I, I don't have the answer. I don't know where to go from here. You you can't just trade anyone or at anyone. You can't just trade everyone, rather. You can't. You got too many dudes that are either too young uh, or, or you just signed. And on top of all of the, you know, where they are contractually, uh, they're all putting up horrible numbers. So, no, you can't just be like, oh, like, let's just blow it up again and start over. You literally can't. Who on earth would trade for Javi Baez right now? Like that, it's not, it's not feasible. And then he, even more so, like, even if you do get a suitor for that, you're not going to get very much in return. And then on top of that, you, you have dudes like, like, oh, well, let's trade Victor Reyes. Victor Reyes is a smart kid in a dumb class right now. And it's been, it's been great. And, and he's been phenomenal this year with the bat. When he's healthy, he's been really good. I'm unbelievably grateful for Victor Reyes this season. Okay. He's the only person on the team with an OPS over like 770 or whatever we talked about earlier. And that's in a small sample size, I know, but whatever, the point remains. He's the only dude that's been remotely hitting lately. That being said, Victor Reyes is a nine hitter at best on a team that's making a, a World Series push. That's just how bad your team is right now. You don't have value to trade. So that's out of the question. 
Uh, you you could go and fire everybody on the on the staff. You you shouldn't fire Chris Fetter. That's really stupid. Uh, I don't think you should fire AJ Hinch. I know that it's very slowly but surely that crowd is is growing in size as we continue to spiral down here. But um, I. I no amount of good coaching in the world, no amount of of uh, good teaching, it, it could change the fact that this entire lineup is on pace to be one of the worst offenses ever. If it really was just like, oh, well, just like drop your elbow a little bit here on the swing or, oh, on your follow-through, land on the ball of your feet, not the heel, or, oh, don't take a step toward the pitcher, just pivot. If it was one of those things, they would have done it. These dudes get paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. That they, they would have figured it out by now if it was something mechanically. It's not. It has nothing to do with mechanics. It's not something that's, that, that's teachable or adjustable. They're just all terrible right now. That's just it. And that's why like, I, I'm cool with you if, if you want to can cool ball. That's fine. On base, on pace to be one of the worst offenses in modern baseball history. Go for it. Probably deserved, but I, I, I'm not gonna make a flag and, and and go marching about how the fact that we should can him and that if we do, it's gonna turn around the entire season and everything's just gonna be sunshine and rainbows after. Like, no, we're still gonna be in the same situation we were. Just with a different person to blame when nobody keeps on hitting. This is like the most pessimistic I think I've maybe ever been on this show. A lot of people say that I have said in the past, I should say that that uh, I've been too optimistic or, or I've been an apologist for a lot of these, these players and this team dating back to when I started last year. Uh, this, I mean, this is truly a train wreck. This is an absolute train wreck. And I I don't know if there's an end in sight. Calling off Riley green. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. Please do it. That'd be very cool. But what, what is even that going to change? You're going to have an everyday center fielder. Even if he, he goes up, what, you're a 21-year-old rookie? You're, you're going to have, like, batting two and be, like, your best hitter? Torque, even before Torkelson got off to this horrid start to the season that's led to just being a, a, a really underperforming season as a whole, on opening day was batting, what, seven or eight? Rather Green's going to bat down in the lineup. Now, at this point, even if he had a 700 OPS, that'd be like the third best hitter on this team. Second best hitter on the team. Second or third, whatever. So, like, I I still welcome the call-up, and I would still like to see it. But, you know, at some point it becomes for what? And that's really sad. Okay, I'm all worked up, and it's about 500 million degrees in here. So, I'm going to go take a cold shower, calm down. And, uh, and and try and have a nice, relaxing evening. I, I recommend you do the same. If you're listening to this on your way to work or whatever, I really, I, I, I don't want 
to get people's blood boiling and, and get you all angry before you send I send you off on your day for listening to this in the morning. So I apologize if I just put you in a bad mood. Um, but I think we can all collectively hold hands, hug each other, and just blame the team. Okay, there you go. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Be sure to check out the NBA mock draft. The first picks have been made. Search now for the ultimate NBA mock draft. Get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Lockdown NBA's big board, etc. The five-episode ultimate NBA mock draft is underway. So make the ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen today. Uh, I really don't want to be so pessimistic, man, but it's really hard to be optimistic after a, after a shellacking like that, after just an absolute embarrassing performance. So back at it tomorrow. What, four games set, set against Texas on the tick? Go find a way to win three. Go find a way to win three. Go find a way to just hit the ball. At this point, I'll just take – I'd take a 10-11 loss at this point. I, I'm sorry. I would. Just show some signs of a competent offense. And then, you know, win some games. <laughs> Golly. All right, everybody. Peace and love. Always peace and love still. Going to therapy's dope. You best believe my therapist is going to learn a lot about baseball this Friday. You best believe it. Um, and I will catch you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. You know the drill. I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.